Hello, everybody. My name is Marina Yanai Triner, and I am the Compassionate Somatic Coach. And today we're going to dive into somatic healing. What does it mean to heal trauma in the body rather than the mind? This is an incredible way to heal trauma and to really grow from trauma to address your nervous system states. And it has completely changed my life. And I'm so excited to be diving into that today with Raj. And you are listening to the On Call and you're listening to the on call empath show all right we are back guys and it is my honor have my next guest. I'm going to let you say your name so I don't butcher it. <laughs> my name is Marina Yanai Triner. And you are a somatic healer and trauma coach. Is that correct? Yep. Awesome. So yeah, the one of the reasons I wanted you on the Elite Series is because you are just a master at what you do with trauma and you helping people and you're from my hometown, San Diego, and Yay. I miss it. I try to try to remind myself all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I work with trauma in the body rather than in, you know, when you go to cognitive behavioral therapy, which there's for sure a place for it. Um, but I work with people directly in the body on trauma. So whether it's like energy and stuckness that you're feeling, the fight or flight, the shutdown, um, all these different nervous system states actually allowing this energy to move through, allowing us to build safety through our bodies. Um, and if you've never heard of this before and you've tried, you know, talk therapy and things like that, there's an amazing book called The Body Keeps the Score where it yes. really, it's, it's so awesome. And it really <laughs> shows why we want to go into the body rather than the mind to really heal and continue to heal from trauma. Wow. And that's so true. Cause I mean, I went through it myself uh, with pain body and I didn't really, really believe in all of that until I started to research. And um, I've had a lot of pain specialists, TMS experts that kind of broke it down, but in your um, experience, especially with the, a lot of the work that you do, you do see a correlation between um, trauma and pain, correct? Yeah, for sure. It's it's a big thing that Peter Levine talks about, like things like fibromyalgia and like all the chronic pain where like you're going to the doctor and they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. We don't know what to do. It's emotion and sensation that has been built up. And when you think about it, you know, someone, it just makes so much sense to me, like someone who um, something traumatic happened to, they're going to hold their posture and their body in a very specific way, right? It could be like hunched over. Yes. It could be just like Tensed, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we do that also because we want to protect ourselves. Like we don't want to feel what's stored in here. So we tense up in certain ways. We numb out a lot of parts of our body. And so it makes sense why doing this for years and years, pain develops. <laughs> How did you um, just, why did you want to focus on this particularly like trauma have you had any experience to it or what, what kind of drove you to, to study this and help people? 
Yeah, so I used to be a food coach. I was helping mm. people go plant based, which you and I talked about. <laughs> yes, exciting. very important, and, by the way. Yeah, and and you know that's kind of how I started my whole kind of transformation journey. Is ten years ago I went plant based, and I was like, oh, I actually have power over how I feel and my health and all these things, and. Then I started to see that a lot of my clients, even though they had all the information and everything, what to do, what to cook, they were still like very much stuck. And I really have, I've always had this deep belief that people are inherently good and we're, we're kind of always naturally moving towards goodness, like the things that are good for us and to be good people in the world. And so I was like, okay, there's nothing wrong with these people. They're not lazy. They're not bad because I don't mm-hmm. believe in that. And I often tell my clients, if, if I'm like, I don't know, I'll ask them, why didn't you do this thing that you said you were going to do? And they say, oh, I'm just lazy. I don't buy that. I never buy that from anyone. Right. So then I was like, okay, I really want to look deeper at what is driving this. And that is how I kind of found this world of trauma Mm -hmm. and I also found it personally through my family experience of moving countries and being refugees from a communist Mm -hmm. country um, to Israel and then you know all the violence that is happening there to the U.S. and then being in an abusive relationship my very first relationship so I've experienced a Mm -hmm. lot of that myself and tried so many things and felt so stuck with, you know, in my business and my relationships, things like that. And so realizing actually that I was even operating my business as a trauma response. So just like realizing all these things and working through it and seeing how everything started to move and shift to a really good place was very exciting. Now, I know like with trauma, there's a lot of empaths, highly sensitive people that are tuning into this. As for when it comes to trauma, can anyone experience that? And also when it comes to trauma, can you define what that is? Because it's not always physical, correct? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that empaths and HSPs, highly sensitive people, have a particularly more sensitive nervous system. So trauma is about, and this is a quote, I think from Gabor Mate, it's not yeah, about I love the him. event, <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's about what happens, it's not what happens outside of you, it's what's happening inside of you. So it's your reaction to the event. Mm. And so if you have a pretty um, sensitive nervous system, you are probably going to experience more trauma um, because it's what's happening inside. It's how we see the events and how we react. And also we pick up on other people's pain and sadness. You know, if I watch a sad show before bed, <laughs> I will have the crazy dreams, like crazy. And like, I'll wake up feeling like I've had a trauma or like I've experienced that story of that person because I identify with them so strongly. So that definitely, you know, it affects us more. So yeah, I think I believe that trauma is anything that overwhelms us. So if something happens, and we feel our mind, actually, our mind says, there's nothing I can do, I can't run away, and I can't fight. So I freeze in the situation. That's basically it's physiological, that our nervous system just decides, okay, I freeze. And this obviously happens really, really quickly, but it is a thinking Mm -hmm. process. It is actually something that happens in the mind. Mm -hmm. And then we block off everything from the neck down, you know, everything that also went down in our body in in that moment. 
Yeah, very interesting. And you know, you mentioned you know the nervous system, and uh, obviously Gabor Mate believes that a lot of trauma does start in the in the womb sometimes, especially if like you're carrying a baby um, and you're going through a lot in your life. You know, I truly believe that that can be carried over, whether generation. You know, if your family has trauma, do you believe that it can be uh, something that could be passed down from like not just your you know parents or whatnot but like from generations is that something that could be instilled even if we do the work and we have are we more prone to it like empaths like if our family members had um you know like a rough you know upbringing uh of some sort or is that possible i fully believe in that and there's another book that i love kind of (laughs) I'm kind of a lifelong learner. Um, it's uh, Mark Wolin's work called It Didn't Start With You. It's an amazing book. Mm-hmm. And he actually goes into the science of generational trauma. Mm-hmm. I do believe that people who are more sensitive can pick up on that more. Um, but I think it kind of affects all of us. And I've experienced it for sure because my grandma, you know, he has you, he walks you through this really powerful process in the book to look at what is your story? Like, what is the language that you use? Like, for example, when you're triggered and I know mine is very often, no one loves me and I'm alone, Mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with my life story um, or very little. Um, I did experience like issues with emotions that my parents were not were not very emotionally savvy or didn't have the tools and they didn't teach me but there was no um you know there there was a lot of love and no abandonment that I can think of you know except for the emotional level and so my grandma she was actually born in a labor camp in the holocaust and Mm. she when when a day after liberation of the camp her mother died And so she always goes along with the story of I'm alone and no one loves me because I never had a mom. And so if you don't have a mom, no one cares about you. And that became my story. And it's so fascinating. It's crazy. Yeah. And I always like, I always go back to that, you know, and I'm like, is this, this is not mine. And so that book, I was like, oh, thank you, Mark Boland. What an amazing book. Also around money. Like I, I find so many triggers around money that, I know have been passed down through my grandma. I also also have this insane fear of hunger and my grandma Mm. went hungry and I never went hungry, you know, but if you look at the science, like your mother is already born with the eggs inside of her that are going to be you. So you pretty much already exist. So it's like three generations back. It's your mother, your grandmother and your great grandmother. And of course on the male side as well. Um, so yeah, it's super fascinating. And if anyone like feels intuitively that they resonate, since so many of you are empaths, you will, you have strong intuition, check out that book because his exercises are really helpful for working through it. Right. Oh my gosh. That's, that's crazy how that, uh, that works like that. Um, so Let's just switch gears here a little bit. I know that you're a somatic coach. A lot of people that are listening, they don't uh, really understand what that term means or what uh, what the approach is. Can you explain to our audience um, like what the somatic approaches are and the healing uh, methods with that that goes around with that? Yeah, sure. 
So somatic means of the body or like pertaining to the body. So it can be sensations or emotions, um, anything that is happening within your body. And basically when we are traumatized, like I was describing that sort of helplessness or feeling overwhelmed, there's a split that happens. So our mind and our body split in that moment. And you, a lot of people who have unprocessed trauma overthink a lot. And that's because if you think of trauma, if you think of a dangerous situation, right? Because trauma is born out of danger. If you're in a dangerous situation, say you're like running away from a line. I always use that one. And in that moment, you're going to use your mind because you're like, okay, where should I go? Right? And so you, you might also use your intuition a little bit, but your mind makes sense in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go into this chronic state of living in the mind, of trying to figure it out, and this urgency. There's, and that's the anxiety part of our nervous mm-hmm. system, the sympathetic nervous system, is this urgency, like, I have to know right now, this is urgent. That's how you know you're in that trauma response. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is the shutdown. So if you feel numb and that numbing, when you think about it, it was very helpful to deal with the trauma um, and to survive because those are really strong sensations and emotions. And we have a lot of fear associated feeling them because they were born out of a really scary situation. Mm -hmm. So all of this underneath all of these kind of responses is the body because our body is where most of our nervous system is or those cues the vagus nerve you know it sends 80 percent of cues from the body to the brain it's Mm -hmm. not from the brain to the body so that's why you know if you go and just talk about what happened to you two things number one it can really re-traumatize you because you're you know going over and over these stories And also it can be really not effective if you are in that really anxious state or really shut down, because just think about yourself, like when you're anxious, your thoughts don't make sense. Like they Mm. literally don't because your prefrontal cortex where all the logical thinking is happening is like shut down. So your thoughts are like, this is urgent. I have to get out of this. I'm in trouble. Right. Mm. And that's not realistic usually. So we go into the body, into somatic work, because that's really where all the emotions and all the sensations are trapped. And essentially, it's about feeling them. It's about feeling them to release them with acceptance and compassion. And in order to do that, we need to build a lot of capacity. We need to go through a process of building enough safety in our body to know that we're not in trauma anymore and we can sit there and feel you know fear and grief and sadness I write a lot about these things Mm -hmm. and so that takes time in our nervous system to create that safety in order to go through that and so what I do essentially is I work with people they're kind of guiding me through their nervous system to let me know okay I can stay with the sensation. I feel this really huge tension in my chest, but it's okay. I'm still with it. I'm not going to the mind. And then the moment they get overwhelmed, they let me know. And then we go to a safe space or a safe memory and feel into that. And it's Mm -hmm. a lot about sensing. It's a lot about noticing like there's sadness coming up or there's constriction or heaviness Mm -hmm. or all these different things. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that, uh, like recently, like 
you've come a long way. I know that you're, you've had trauma yourself. Um, and now like you're thinking about doing a marathon. Is that correct? Or I did a marathon. Already. Okay. <laughs> and, and you got to that point, even after all your trauma, you were able to become, you know, a coach and you were able to turn your life around. And that's, that's one of the reasons, um, I mean, especially when we look for elite guests, I mean, that is the ultimate from someone that's been through trauma, they've come out and they've become successful and you're helping so many people. That to me is like, I think that's what people look for. And so I was wondering if you can kind of shed light on your own personal trauma stories and how you managed to become who you are today in doing all the things, the wonderful things that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I started with therapy and I- you know, I've always had a strong intuition and I think all of us do, but I've always known, like, luckily I had a grandma who was always like encouraging me to listen to my intuition. And so I started with therapy and I started talking about it, which was a good first step at that time. And my therapist, my very first one, when I was 18, she said, you know, this whole journey is going to be about you coming back to your intuition which is very true because, you know, in the beginning of my journey, I was very much looking for answers everywhere. And I thought everyone was going to save me and just help (laughs) me, someone help me. And, and now, you know, over time, just really realizing that actually I get to help myself and save myself and other Mm -hmm. people are just guides and support. And that's also how I see myself as a coach. Um, Because you'll see like, oftentimes people will say something that's not really true for you and you know the answer for yourself mm-hmm. so after going to therapy for many years I started going to coaching actually for my business because I was very stuck in my business and I really wanted to succeed and um, my family is Jews from Ukraine mm. and Jews in Ukraine were very much persecuted. There's a yeah. long history around that. So there, it was always like, we have to survive and we have to work <laughs> really, really, really hard. And it's always <clears throat> like in survival mode. Actually, I grew up with a lot of anxiety around me and my yeah. family moving from country to country, just always being like, <gasps> you know, on edge. And that's also really important to note for people who have like race trauma. Yeah. Or, you know, it's it's very PTSD real. stuff is real. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, African Americans in this country like, mm-hmm. living with so much trauma. And I see that in my clients. So yeah, it's really, really big. Um, but I've always had that mentality of like, I want to do something big. I want to be someone big. Yeah. Um, despite all the things. And then when I started coaching, I had a wonderful coach. She's she was actually a medium and she was my very first coach who told me in the very first time meeting me, you're running your business out of trauma. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, powerful. So powerful and so true (laughs) because I was so reactive. I was just always on edge, always feeling like I'm getting attacked and, you know, I have to figure it out and it's urgent and I'm going to die. Like I've literally felt like I'm never going to make money on gonna starve that's all that's the all responses. or nothing thinking yeah exactly black and white urgent. Mm-hmm. like that's trauma response but I didn't realize and I'm so grateful that she said that so I worked with her and then I kind of started to realize like I really wanted to go back to therapy but I don't want to mm-hmm. talk 
even though I love talking, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> done, you know, it's like, I'm done with talking because I've already talked about so much and I'm mm-hmm. just done. Like I've been a very talkative kid. I talked before one years old. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I started to look for, and this was intuitive because I didn't know about somatics, didn't know it existed, but I was like, I wonder if there's a therapist who works in the body. So mm-hmm. I would go to different people and say that, like, you're great, but I'm just, I'm looking for someone that works in the body. <laughs> and then one therapist was like, oh, you mean somatic experiencing? And I was like, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, somatic experiencing. That's what you're looking for. And I was like, so grateful for her. So she actually sent me to my present therapist who does somatic experiencing. Mm-hmm. And that's how I discovered it. And it was hard work and it still is hard work to mm-hmm. just like build that capacity. I remember in the beginning of our sessions, after like two minutes of being in the body, I would fall asleep. I was literally yawning and falling asleep because I was going to shut down very quickly. My nervous system just couldn't mm-hmm. handle it. And it took like two years at least to build the capacity to where I can be in my body for like an hour, like an entire mm-hmm. session. So it's been, it's been such a gift. And then I was coaching already at that time. And I was like, asking my therapist, like, do you think I can incorporate some of this stuff? Because it's really, really cool. And she was like, yeah, like this, yes, this, no, you know, be careful. She was almost like mentoring me in a way. And then I I started taking courses, actually official courses with like Peter Levine and all these different people. And Um, I continue to learn and study all the time, but I'm constantly doing my own work parallel, you know, that's like super important to me. Yeah. Very interesting. I've always wondered, because I think that what's, what makes a great coach is that you went through it yourself. I mean, you really experienced trauma Um, and then you can now help others as well. Cause I think that's an important component, especially when it comes to healing um, so I want to throw a, like a curveball at you and give you a scenario and you tell me, you know, what you would do, like, cause there's a lot of empaths out there, highly sensitive people, you know, they just, what they tell me sometimes they're like, no matter what I do, it's like, this is how it is because maybe the generational thing, the people that I'm around is negative all the time. I can't get out of, it's kind of like someone in poverty. They can't get themselves out of it. They lose all hope they come to you and they're feeling defeated and they feel like they can't change their circumstances because they've been born into a system that represses them or, and so trauma grows and we become like you're, like you said, if someone's constantly um, in a state of fight or flight and they're always wondering something bad's going to happen. I mean, I used to be one of those two as well, but how can we retrain the brain and grow out of our traumas is that possible to to actually i know there's things called uh neuroplasticity you know you can go to coaches like yourself you can you know look at all the videos and podcasts as you want but at the end of the day is it possible to, i mean not to change like your whole dna makeup but like you can definitely make changes correct like someone could come to you and and feel a lot better right absolutely so People who come to me usually have experienced moments of hope before coming to me because otherwise they wouldn't hire They would, yeah. you know? So they feel like, okay, I can't change something. Um, I wouldn't work with someone 
who feels who like has this deep belief that they can't ever change anything because then they won't Um, if they have a glimmer of hope then they would probably come to me and I don't I feel like I don't even attract people who are Mm -hmm. um, who have that belief that they can never change anything because you know why would they pay Mm -hmm. me Um, but for people who are as you described maybe they feel in fight or flight or shut down for a lot of the time and then every once in a while there's like ventral vagal which is where we're present and curious and open we all have those moments every single one of us at least I don't know maybe it's more rare for some of us but even like being in nature you know and you just feel like ah like a sense of relief and connection so I love showing people that polyvagal theory chart, which talks about the three nervous system states, because it's so liberating. It's like I explained to them, okay, if you come into your house and it's a mess and say you had like a really, really, really good day, how would you respond? What would you, what would be your thoughts? And people just get it. It's so intuitive. And usually people are like, I would think like, oh, this sucks, but it's okay. I can clean it. Okay, so if you come, you know, same situation, but you are super anxious, like you've had a bad day at work, you're anxious, what would be your thoughts? Your thoughts would be, oh my God, I'm so angry, my partner made this mess, he sucks, like whatever, right? Um, And then if you're in shutdown, what would be your thoughts? This is hopeless, it's never going to change, I'm stuck forever, so do you see how it's your nervous system state and yeah. not the situation, which is really cool. And of course, <laughs> you know, there are, there, there's a lot going against us. Oftentimes there's, like you said, like racism and institutional yeah. oppression and these types of things. And what's really fascinating is if we are truly in a situation, like I think of George Floyd, if he yeah. would have lived, if he would have survived, right? What I would do with him is I would help him like after many, many sessions of feeling resourced and feeling safe with me and feeling more capacity in his nervous system to just feel, I would support him in going back to that situation in his mind and Mm -hmm. playing it out a different way and actually acting out all the different energies. So Mm -hmm. there's often like the running energy or the fighting energy that doesn't get released. Mm -hmm. That's why we feel so stuck and we feel shut down and all Mm -hmm. these different things because that energy is still like stuck in our body. So I've had that experience so many times where I just imagine myself running or fighting. And after that, there's such a release. And even as we do that with a specific situation, we train our nervous system to shift states more quickly so to be more flexible so the nervous system of people who are who have a lot of unprocessed trauma Mm -hmm. is very rigid we don't flow we're like we get stuck in the anxiety we get stuck in the shutdown for a long time and for for so everyone experiences anxiety and shutdown right every single human but others just flow they just they're able to move out of it faster Mm -hmm. and more gracefully so that's kind of the goal. Yeah. And so all you guys that are listening, there is hope. I mean, there there's is. no lost cause, correct? There, literally <laughs> no. And I also, what I love is like, you know, in coaching, it's amazing, especially even in groups. 
Yes. Um, because I do group coaching as well. And I love it because people think that they're the only ones. They're the only ones <laughs> have it the worst and mm -hmm. they're screwed and no one can help them and nothing yeah. can help them. And then you come into a group or even when I work one-on-one, -on -one, I'll tell people, mm -hmm. oh, I felt that yesterday or I felt that last week, you know, like you're not alone. And that already takes off a lot of shame, which is so big in trauma, like the shame yeah. of something's wrong with me. No, we're all in this mm -hmm. together. Like we're yeah. all moving through these things together. There's something to say with groups. I mean, not just even when it comes to religion or spirituality, if you have your own people, that's why, you know, like empaths, you know, they flock to, you know, the show or highly sensitive people, they try to stay away from extroverts and stick to themselves. They have one or two people. So I think you guys taking away from this, like, as long as you have your people, whether it's one or two people that can see your positivity and help you grow and be the better version of yourself, I think that is key to to healing your, your trauma, because you do need support, correct? I mean, we yeah. can't do this alone. I mean, yeah. it's really tough. And we shouldn't like trauma kind of makes us believe that we are have to. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's interesting, even in the self development world, there's a lot of this thinking of you just love yourself, or you just help yourself. Yes. And we need people like humans. Yeah. We're tribal. We literally came from tribes. Yeah. We need people. We can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. So having a friend that you trust, you know, with all my clients, I always bring in, it's called resourcing mm -hmm. where we bring in something that's really like grounding and brings you safety. Mm -hmm. If it's a friend, I'll have them imagine that person wherever they want to put them like, with their hand on their back or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just brings so much emotion yeah. but also like safety and comfort and we really really need that and there's something called a hug therapy which is a thing i guess i was watching some stuff where you know you can go places and get hugs from people and that does something you know you're you're touch you know you're feeling somebody and you're feeling wanted and and so there's all kinds of ways so just wrapping up here all the people that are listening um what can they kind of take away right after this podcast to use to kind of start in the process of thinking, okay, they have hope. Obviously you guys, this is not medical advice whatsoever. Definitely see a qualified physician or a doctor, but by ending this, what can they do just when they get off this podcast to kind of feel more hopeful that they're not alone? Um, and what are some things they can use right away? I mean, whether it's exercise, journaling, self-talk what what would you recommend that you recommend to your your clients that seem to work so first of all I would say join a community and a community and mm -hmm. just share with others and we're so fortunate now that we have the internet you know we can yeah. join virtually um what I love is to teach people this what we talked about the nervous system mm -hmm. so start to pay attention to where you're at and start to kind of map out your nervous system like look up look up polyvagal theory chart mm -hmm. and you'll just see and I have tons of posts on it too and you'll be able to see those states those three states and you can start to see like even last night I went into full-on anxiety um, and I could tell in that moment because my thoughts were just running wild and nonstop and I had no connection to my body and there 
I almost like couldn't feel my body. And so I already know like, oh, I'm in the state. From this state, there's no thinking. Like it's not a good idea to start thinking because it's not going to make sense, right? Mm -hmm. It's very catastrophic thoughts. And from the shutdown state, it's very helpless thoughts. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is just like recognize that and, and notice like, oh, that's where I'm at. And start to see how you can support yourself to come mm -hmm. out. So with sympathetic, which is the anxious, it's all about down regulating our nervous system. Mm -hmm. So taking a breath in and exhaling a really long exhale. Um, another exercise I love is voo, just making the voo sound, like just writing it out. Mm -hmm. That can be really helpful. There's a lot of different ones that I share on Instagram, different places. So sure. You can check that out. Um, and so, and if we're in the shutdown and we feel really helpless and hopeless and numb as well, it's about upregulating. It's about giving us more energy to come out. So there's different techniques there that can work. And each person is different. Some things work for some people, you know, so it's finding what works for you. But once you come out of that state, that's where you can start thinking and journaling and all these things. Because if you journal while you're anxious, just give it a try. See, I'm not even going to say what, what's going to happen, but just give it a try. Because I know last night I had crazy thoughts and I was really trying to focus on my body. Just mm -hmm. feeling my body, being with my body, feeling my emotions, crying, like whatever I needed to do to release rather than thinking because the thoughts are very catastrophic, right? So, mm -hmm. so they're just not, they're not reflective of the mm -hmm. truth. Yes. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It's an honor. And just the moment that like we had that conversation, you have a very genuine demeanor and you want to help. And that I think is basically monumental for any coach out there to be that you know giving out that energy so you definitely do that and you well deserve to be on the you know elite series you are very good at what you do very scientific you have facts and and you've proven that you've done well with a lot of your clients so I want to thank you again and before we take off could you just tell us where we can find you and what you're up to yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram at marina.y.t. And, and that's the most updated. I need to update my website. But it's <laughs> marinayt.com. There's also a bunch of um, blog posts and stuff on there that you can read. So those are the two the two best mm -hmm. spots. And thank you so much, Raj. I, mm -hmm. I love what you're doing. And thank I love you. being here. And I love your spirit as well. It's so kind. So yes. We need more people like you in the world. So there you go, guys. That does it for this episode. Check her out. All the links and everything will be in the bio. If you're watching it on YouTube, you can uh, also download it on Spotify, Apple, and a ton of other platforms. So definitely check it out. Share this video with anyone that might be going through trauma. And stay tuned for the next episode. This year is going to be epic. We got a lot more guests. And with that said, we are... You're listening to the On Call Empath.